Greetings, fellow investigators, and welcome back to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our campaign is Horror on the Orient Express, and this is episode 83. I'm your Game Master, and Jeff Wilkins will be giving the recap. Time is slowly running out, so let's begin our journey into the darkness. Jeff? Thanks, Tom. A little bit of a long one, so bear with me. The last episode, we're on the train. We just had a really bad experience where patches of skin tried to suffocate us while we slept. It's around 3 a.m. now. We are arrived in Ljubljana. And while the train is stopped, Dr. Dawkins manages to patch up Jack. Just, just enough to hand him over to the real doctors in Ljubljana. Jack is pretty much insane at this point. While on the platform, Eldridge strikes up a conversation with Mr. Kurt Gronig while Frank listens in. The conversation turns a little weird as the subject of magic comes up. Eldridge, Eldridge shows him a, quote, trick, where he cuts his hand and shows him the bleeding water. Mr. Groning seems unimpressed at first, but as he's leaving, he sort of gives Eldridge a strange look over his shoulder. That night we sleep. On the next morning, Thursday still, Eldridge uh, tells us that he had a visitor in the middle of the night from Nakamura. Nakamura told him that he has observed a change in Groning's personality. Nakamura says that Groning is now very social, whereas he seemed standoffish earlier. Before breakfast, we have a brief talk about what our plans are. While Eldridge is still looking actively to actively find Macriot, Frank says he's looking to just get to London safely. Eldridge decides to go along with the group as we start to talk about safety and sleep and preparing for when we get to London. I don't think that's to say we still can't be on our toes should anything strange happen. At breakfast, Dr. Keith gets a copy of the newspaper. There's an article that catches her attention. A vagrant is slain in Islington. It goes on to talk about a murder of a vagrant in the cellars of a well-known Islington public house. Detective Joseph Phillips of Scotland Yard said that a body was found in the cellars of the bookbinders. He went on to say that he denies any similarity between this murder and the one of Mr. Osborne in nearby Nelson Street. We finish breakfast and the train scheduled to arrive in Trieste at 8.30 a.m. As we head back to our cabin, something strange happens to Eldridge. He becomes transfixed in his gaze, looking northwards. He attempts to jump off the train. The three of us are all trying to strap him, including one of the staff. Finally, Dr. Dawkins gets a grasp of him and stops him. His eyes are glazed over and seem to have changed from a light blue color. Something is calling him and wants him to meet it. We manage to stop him in time, but he's still a bit out of it. He's not answering questions clearly. Then he yells, it's the horns, to which Frank has a vague memory of this happening once before, but he can't place it exactly. Eldridge then says, it calls me to the hunt. We then arrived in Trieste. Eldridge collapses into sleep while the rest of us watch over him. About 40 minutes, 45 minutes later, the train employee knocks on our door and informs us that there will be a delay as there's been a murder. The police will investigate. The murder is just outside in the city, not on the train. But he tells us that Count Debussy was murdered, has murdered Groning. And that brings us up to date. All right. So there is some commotion uh, going on. You can uh, you can hear accusations flying that uh, um, they've grabbed uh, uh, Matthew, the uh, 
the Count Debussy. And that Gronig has been shot and killed. Uh, this happened just out of sight, um, just slightly within the forest. Um, the Countess Debussy is beside herself. Um, but you don't know whether she's more upset that Gronig is killed or that her husband is accused. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm thinking, um, I know we're not going to, or we're supposed to really stay in one place until the, uh, until we reach, um, our destination, but perhaps we can go into the lounge and keep our ears open and hear who's been, uh, who might be responsible for it. If there's any sort of rumors. Well, the, uh, I don't mean to tell you what you're thinking, but the one thing that does come into all of your mind is the train is going to be delayed. Did they say for how long? They don't know. They're investigating. And how much time do we have left? Well, you're supposed to leave at 930, but that's probably not going to happen. In fact, nine thirty is closely approaching. Was this the region where, um, before we 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 found that the uh, the police were overly officious? Mm -hmm. was um, the no, no that was, was that was back in Serbia, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, this was a place where Eldritch found the medallion. Medallion. Well, wait a minute. Didn't we run have a run-in with the uh, with the black shirts? That's in Italy. You're in. You're in. Well, you've just crossed into Italy. Your right. your big run-in with the the red shirts was in uh, or, or in Venice and Milan. Huh. I thought that there was like some sort of. I thought this was the city where Eldridge. Um, Oh, maybe it is, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure you did. It, it was in Trieste, yes. It was after I joined the, the party. Isn't this the one where you had the, the encounter inside? You went into their headquarters and... Yes, uh, just to clarify. I'm asleep, but to, but to clarify, this is the place where, um, when it was just me, Frank, and Elizabeth, I believe. No, it was me, Frank, and Rupert. We broke into their house. I had an ice pick, and I... Yeah. shoved it into uh, the guy and and he was like i don't know who the hell you are i don't know why you're here um mm. yeah so that's what happened here i'm going back to sleep now and that all led to the caves with the uh, with the things inside them and the the brotherhood of the skin and the the Loigorf worshippers. Right. We gave back the medallion to the creature, so that creature should leave us alone. Those of you who are uh, awake, obviously, it's 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 morning, so you've already had breakfast. Uh, if you're sitting where you can look out of a window, go ahead and do a spot hidden roll. I, I always take window seat. 
Otherwise, we start feeling here. I'm going to take it, Dr. Douglas. Uh, you could if you wish. You have a better Failed. spot hidden. Pass for me. Okay. And you, Dr. Elizabeth? I failed. Okay. So you're facing um, Frank. And Frank is looking out the window. And Frank, <coughs> it's a busy platform. There's a lot of people moving back and forth. Uh, there's people waiting for other trains. There's uh, people that, that are on this train that are uh, on the dock smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. And for the most part, people are moving around back and forth, back and forth. <clears throat> and your eyes come to focus on this man. He's in the distance, maybe, oh, maybe 100 feet or so away. And he's standing in the middle of the crowd, and people are walking past him back and forth, and he is completely unmoving, and he is staring right at you. Do I recognize him? He looks vaguely familiar, but he's a little bit far away. As you're, as you're looking at him, some people cross in front of him. And when they do, he's not there anymore. And you're looking around to see if you can find him. And suddenly you realize that his position has shifted. He's only about 50 feet away. Not in the same place, but much closer. And you start to realize that people aren't just walking around him. They're, they're walking through him. I think, you think, this is Winkleman. Wasn't that his name? Johan? Winkleman. The, the, the ghost guy. Right. And you can do a sanity roll. He looks very sad. Oh, what? what the, no, sorry, you haven't told me. Fail. You're, you're welcome. Take Jeff. one one point of damage. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Doctor Duncan. <clears throat> you guys notice Wilkins is looking. I mean, um, uh, Wilkins. <laughs> <laughs> Frank is looking out the window, and that he's just suddenly turned pale. Yeah, I'm like, I, I want to tell you guys, but I don't think my character would because he's not sure if he's seeing things that other people aren't seeing. Uh, you, are you okay, uh, Frank? Okay, you so, at that, so at that, I'll say, do you, do you see the guy standing there in that black coat? Is it a black coat or is it a gray coat? It's gray. It's gray, yeah. Um, do I see him? When um, what do you when he makes do, do a spot hidden? Oh, I do not. I got a ninety. Yeah, you don't see him. He's right. He's right there. He's not moving. 
Oh, sorry, I, I don't see him. You want to switch seats? Do you need something? You 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 need uh, what would I have? Something to calm your nerves. Laudanum. Lithium. I'd calm them right down. Absinthe. <laughs> Absinthe might work. I don't have any of that. I think I do have some cocaine, but that's not what you want right now. <laughs> Is he still there, or has he? Yeah, in fact, now now that he's now that you turned away and you're looking back out there, he's even closer. He's right outside the train, looking up at you, sort of like accusing, like. Why did you give them the thing? Uh, so I'm kind of freaked out, and I'm going to stand up. I don't know if anybody's blocking me in, but I'm going to quickly try to get into the... Um, I'll scoot away. Okay. So you've, you've stepped into the aisle. So Frank, I mean, so uh, uh, Dawkins, you're now... Are you sitting back down? Sorry. Yeah. And right. when I sit back down, I will actually <clears throat> look out the window to see if I can spot. What does he want? I think it's Johan. What, what What are you looking at? I think I see Winkleman. You guys Winkleman. remember Winkleman? Yes, yes, I remember him. I'm... Dr. Elizabeth, why don't you go ahead and do a spot hidden as well? Okay. Oh, five. What, him over there? In the, yeah. the grey coat? The grey coat, that's what I can see him. Yeah, well, I've seen him before, you know. Yeah, he's he's right outside the window looking in. Looking very sad and upset and angry. Can he hurt us? Mm -hmm. He did a lot of throwing is... stuff around when you were uh, in the hotel. This train made out of uh, iron. And the tracks are, yeah, a lot of it is. Hmm. There's this, I guess, myth about spirits not being able to pass through iron. Perhaps it will hold true. Isn't that fairies? That too. I've got my hand on my pistol inside my jacket. Do I? Oh, I wouldn't. I, I'm still actively looking out the window, so I don't see him digging around for his pistol. Um, can I first say sorry? We're 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 really very sorry. Really, we are. To me? Are you talking to me? I didn't I'm do talking it. to. I'm talking to Vinkelman. Oh, okay. Um, he makes a face. He makes like a, and, uh, you can do a sanity roll too, Dr. Elizabeth. I have passed. Okay. Just one. As you may recall, Winkleman was given the task of delivering that that medallion and 
he never was able to accomplish that. So he's stuck forever. I thought we did deliver it. Yes, he was supposed to deliver it. He was robbed of the task by getting murdered. Oh, okay. And he couldn't couldn't do it in uh, in his death because we did away with it. So, but I, I thought that by delivering it on, uh, as his proxy, we we would. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Well, you're realizing that's not in ghost the case. stories. That's always what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do with the the victim wasn't able to do in life, and that puts their soul to rest. Well, that's supposed to work. That's very unfair. Whoever wrote that bit of the scenario, that's really unfair. <laughs> what? That's not scenario. Well, that's really I, upset I will, me. I will. Uh, pull out a small notebook that I have in my, my pocket and start jotting this information now. It would be good for, for the, the society to know something like this. Just building up on our lore. All right. Um, uh, you hear it through the... Sorry. You hear it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. What were we saying? Talk you, you sort of hear it through the grapevine because other people come in and out. That uh, apparently, um, uh, Gronig, if that's what his name is, I always get his name wrong. Gronig, Kurt Gronig, um, was in the woods, a shot rang out. Uh, and when people came to see, they found um, uh, they found uh, Henry Matthew, the Count de Busey, over his body. Um, nobody actually saw the murder occur. But how far, how far away was this the, the, the forest? Well, it's 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 just past the edge of the uh, the platform. Okay. Yeah, what in the world? Why would they? Why would he go? One of them there, but why were both of them out in the forest? Well, just wandering, maybe. But how long was our? How long was our stay supposed to be here? One hour, a a little over an hour. Does it not seem strange to you that we began to suspect Emil? And then Emil disappeared. We begin to suspect Gronig, and now Gronig is murdered. Um, sorry, just to clarify, you're saying Emil? Emil, the um, conductor. The conductor, right. Okay, gotcha. And Gronig was apparently behaving um, much more gregariously than usual. No sooner have we found that out, then he turns up dead. Yep. 
although we also have Luigi, but he we didn't really have time to suspect him yet. Well, I suspect well, Luigi and the left the train. Luigi was stabbed, right? I know. Mm. Um, initially, I, I suspect that, you know, I suspected everyone, so. Um, but yeah, he, he, he was the first to go. Off the train that way, I should say. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's strange in the sense that I would have thought Macriot, where we all are his number one target, and yet everyone around us seems to be dying. I believe he's just trying to get us paranoid, you know. Um, I mean, we are we are already there, but I don't know what his end game is. It's it's. It's kind of nonsensical. I mean, honestly, if um, the best thing for him to do, because he's basically in the same sort of situation we are, is to perhaps take over someone's body and lay low for the mm -hmm. entire trip. The thing here is, had he done that and, and, and not started this, this little killing spree, we would have been on edge. We would have been looking at everybody, suspecting everyone not building up any sort of allies, we might have come across suspicious, particularly if we were to start investigating and going through people's property and things like that. We might, it might have been a bad thing for us. Instead, he's going around killing nonchalantly. And I don't know, just, maybe he's just insane. None of this really makes any sense to me. If, if I were in his shoes, I would be very quiet to myself, stay in my cabin until I got to, to London. Like Nakamura. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And I don't trust that guy either. All of a sudden he comes out and he tells you he doesn't tell you, he tells Eldritch that, uh, you know, he's been observing some strange, uh, yeah, that was weird. It. And this just... man hasn't, the thing here is this man hasn't said two words to any of us this entire trip. And now all of a sudden he just, I don't know. In the middle of the with night. that, and with that, I'm you know I mentioned Eldridge. I'm going to let me let me uh, check on Eldridge just to make sure he's 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 good. Um, yeah. So just just to clarify, where are you you guys right now? Are you on the platform? No, we're no? in the um, the lounge area, not too far um, from from the, the the rooms. But um, all right. Well, I have left the room. I'm awake after what, like an hour or maybe an hour and a half of the sedative. I, I need um, your dosage. I, I'm outside. I'm standing on the platform. Like That's where I'm at right now. So you guys all notice Eldridge step out onto the platform. In my t-shirt and my, my, my slacks. Barefoot. By the gods. I'm all right, let's um, let's get Eldritch back into his room. Yes, yes, yes. Harry, Harry Mindo, he, he seems to have come out in a 
state of undress. How's he, how, how does he appear to be acting? Does he seem groggy? Does he seem um, sort of in a confused state? He looks kind of like he just woke up from a wonderful night's sleep and uh, he's stepped outside to welcome the sun. <laughs> he doesn't look uncomfortable at all. Ask, ask him for the password. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, you know we changed the password on him, right? I'll be honest with you. I don't remember what we changed it to. So. <laughs> if you guys ask me, that's going to be my own secret password. I'm still sticking with the original. Yeah, we changed it to, that's not really Eldritch. But we don't we don't know what happens when Macchiato takes over somebody. Maybe right. can we see his eyes? Not from where you are. He's facing the other way. I am facing the sun. The sun or north? The sun. I'm I'm, I'm taking in the morning. In. In front of all these people, there are people probably walking all around me, and I'm just, I've got no shoes or socks on, I've got my pants, I've got my t-shirt. Um, I'm smiling, though. Uh, Frank's just like, what's going on? Because he's looking at, over here, he's looking at a gray-jacketed gray ghost, and over here, he's looking at Eldritch and his well, bare feet. That the ghost, the ghost uh, kind of... Um starter to not just starter to but it um well basically what i'm i guess i'm saying is let's not worry about the ghost we can't do anything about him when you Could think I... about the ghost and you look out the window the ghost isn't there but very quickly you notice now the ghost is right next to eldridge and it looks like it's trying to do something to him um can i see the spirit uh, spot hidden. Let's find out. Yes, I got a nine. Okay. As you're standing there looking towards the sun, out of the corner of your eye, you see something move. And when you turn, you're looking right into the face of Winkleman, his ghost. Uh, you can um, see right through him. Yeah, so he's like semi corporeal. All right. Um, you can't feel anything. So he's trying to, it looks like he's trying to hit you or punch you or something. Um, you can do a sanity hit, a sanity check for that. Sure thing. I passed, so okay, it's just one. But it makes you jump. But you've um, seen so much shit so far. Yeah. It's like it, it, it's 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 jumpy at first, but um, but as soon as I see him and I and I can I can understand what's going on. Yeah, because he's sort of going like. Um. And I, I just like the, the smile on my face fades, and it's just it's this like sad, wallowy feeling. Like I, 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 I want him to understand that it's it it wasn't necessarily me. It, I feel I me feel guilty if I wasn't in the state of mind I was in when I touched the medallion, I probably would have been my normal self with magic, which is get rid of it. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to convey this, this guilt 
this guilt in my soul with my face. Well, he's he's constantly shaking his head no and crying, and there's just a a moment when he just violently turns away from you and he's gone and you don't see it. And none of you see him any longer. Are you guys going to try to get Eldridge? Did you say so? Yeah. Yeah. Probably coming down, stepping onto the platform. Now, by the way, it's now probably about 10, 15. So it's been 45 extra minutes that you've been here on this platform and not moved. And the police are obviously investigating as best they can. The, you can see that members of the staff are wringing their hands about be, getting back onto schedule. And I will go up to one of the staff members and I'll ask him, um, how long are for this delay? Just being Un- one of the- until the police tell us that we can continue. We're trying very hard. We're very trying trying very hard, sir, to uh, have you get the train any, going as quickly as any, possible. Any word? Um, how far are they along with their, their investigation? What's, we what's don't know, sir. On? They'll they'll tell us when we can go. This this is quite maddening. Uh, I mean, we've been having I don't know. This is the first time I've I've seen any anything like this. You know, um, you know what's going on? Why, why is everybody all of a sudden acting so so violently? Have you ever experienced anything like this? Oh, never, never that we can think of in the history of the 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 Orient Express. Have we ever been delayed so long? I think. But then there's been a lot of shit happen. He doesn't say shit. There's been a lot of uh, uh, things happen on the train this trip. What have you heard about this this particular incident? I mean, apparently, apparently a man was shot. Um, I heard that it's by by a jealous uh, husband. That makes sense. Hmm. You have the man in custody. Uh, apparently, yeah. They they well, they're yeah, they're they're questioning him now. Do I see he's, he's apparently somebody important. Are any of these uh, police officers or policemen um, boarding the train and searching rooms? Oh, probably. Like There's probably some people getting on board the train, and they're not okay. bothering the guests. They're just they're probably gone to Gronig's room and and the Count Count Debussy's room. All right. I'll, I'll say I'll I well I'll pull out my pipe and, and start smoking and I'll chat uh, casually with this this gentleman if if he's just standing around and um, I, I would say after about five or ten minutes I will walk back and as I'm chatting I'm I'm looking at people walking on. Well, let's let's do this before you leave him. As you're standing there, he suddenly glances past you, and shakes his head like this and he says a oh, good news sir it looks like we'll be underway in a few minutes very good very good thank you sir and thank you for for inter- you know for just at, at least chatting with an old man here uh my pleasure sir all right now if you'll and, excuse me 
Yeah, yeah, and and I'll board. Oh, I'll go back to to the rest of these guys. Um, did I notice any anybody that looked shifty uh, going on and off the off the train? Um, do a spot hidden roll. A twenty-two. Yeah, everybody looks shifty. Okay, that's the that's just the paranoia. Yeah, but nothing, he, nothing um, too out of place though. Everything seems out of place, but nothing that really sticks out. Yeah. Um, it, what about Nakamura? Do I do I see him around? Um, you think you might have seen him, but uh, you, you don't see him anywhere about. Okay. Uh, he may be still on the train. You didn't actually see him get off the train, so. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll head back to the rest of the. the I'm going to kind of assume you guys are sticking close to the windows and keeping an eye on things yeah. all the time yeah. now. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're in paranoid mode, so yeah. How's Elchus? Did you go out to get him? Nope, I'm just standing there. I'm, I'm wondering what's going on. I see police, but we're not moving. I'm confused. I'll, we'll, we'll bring you up to speed. How, I'll ask you, how are you feeling? Well, I was feeling very good. I, I'm still physically feeling very good, but then I I think I saw Johan Winkelmann and... Yeah, they, the... the uh, Frank and, and Elizabeth have, have seen him as well. I, I couldn't spot him, but... I thought we fixed they say if they Yeah, if they say that they that he was there, and now you're saying he was there, then he was there. But apparently, and I'll pull out my little notebook, apparently um, a ghost, or at least this is, the, this is the hypothesis I'm coming up with, a ghost has to complete whatever task they, they needed to complete in life in order to move on. And because he didn't, Winkelman uh, didn't do it, um, I guess he's stuck here for all eternity, I guess. Then my heart sinks. And I, and I was kind of not. Yeah, we, we didn't. I mean, the lore basically, at least the, the stuff that we knew, basically said that if the task is complete either by the ghost or by proxy then the ghost gets to move on but it doesn't seem that way it's something uh, for yeah it's something for the books and i and and i kind of i i, I give you an eye when when you say that but uh, it doesn't matter uh, and and I just and I say, well, I'm feeling better. Um, I, I I look around and um, are people moving back into the train, Tom? Yeah. In fact, at this moment, the you know the 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 train conductor, you can hear them like, all aboard. Um. And and uh, I I guess without saying so much as a word, I'm I'm gonna get back on the train. All right. Okay. Um, I I I would suggest that um, 
we we go back to our rooms and and you know seclude ourselves there until dinner or until okay. lunch actually because this is the morning right yeah still morning um all right um let's assume that let's assume well it's still morning but um the schedule has been changed and it's uh it's thrown the 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 train off considerably because there's of course other traffic that takes place on these same rails and now they don't fit quite into the schedule you originally uh, you were going to pass through venice and you should have you should have been in milan by 4:10 by 4:10 p.m. this this evening uh, but now it's going to be more like 6.30 that you arrive in Milan. Um, you are going to be stopping in Venice, but only for a very short period. They're going to try to to move it from, you would have normally been like in there for an hour, but they're going to try to cut it down to like 10 or 15 minutes at the most. Okay, so they're, so each stop they're just cutting down the... the uh, right, they're going, to, they're going to try to make up the time. Okay works for us all right hopefully hopefully um, no more murders tom mm -hmm. um when i entered into the room uh, i'm because I'm, I'm assuming we're all going to be in, in one localized area uh i'm struggling i'm restless um and i look to the other three and i say it's very warm here to the rest of you it seems perfectly fine yeah um, someone who stands outside and is i will I'll, I'll i'll give him so we're are, are we we're all in in a, a one of our cabins right yeah probably not dr elizabeth's cabin because she's got a right. flatmate yeah roommate I'll, I'll i'll grab my my uh my medical bag, and I'll give uh, Eldridge a, a, a look over. Okay. Uh, aside from his unusual blood condition, he seems perfectly fine, um, except that he's hot. He says, "I'm is gonna." He, is he sweating? I mean, is he like showing any outward signs of? Uh... No, it's not like a fever. He's not sweating. He's just. He's just warm. We'll crack the window. Uh, I is, is that yes, that does help because the cold there from outside it is dead of winter, so okay. Um, I'll grab a, a, a jacket, like maybe something heavier, in order to um withstand the, the cold. I'll suggest the rest of you do the same thing just to make okay. them comfortable. We don't know what's going on, but we'll figure it out on, on the way. Well, okay. I, I have to, I have, I have to also say. I, I don't know if I can just stay here in, in this room, just sitting here doing nothing. I I need I I, I I feel like I need to stretch my legs. I don't know what you're all talking about. Uh, I, I I passed out. That's for sure. Well, but yeah, what, what can you tell us about what happened? Do you remember anything? I I was tired. I felt I I hadn't I, we haven't slept in four days. Uh, we were walking, and I just hit the floor. 
you have no recollection recollection of trying to get off the train while it was moving? Why would I do that? That's what we. That's were. a really interesting question. We were trying <laughs> to figure that out ourselves. Hmm. Why would I try and jump off of a moving train? I wouldn't do that. And I kind of laugh. I passed out, and I assume that you guys drug me. Means? Well, we we had to because uh, he kept on fighting us. What was it that he said about the horns calling him? Yep. Yes, the horns and, and, and looking towards the north. What, um, what, what's that about, Albert? I don't know. And I look to Frank. I'm, mm, I'm not staring at him. I'm glaring at him. I'm glaring right back because I'm trying to look at your eyes. My eyes are fine, but I'm there. There's something. There's 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 a resentment there. Yeah, I feel guilty for it too. And I stand up and I say, "I'm not gonna stay in this room. Just sitting here. I, I'm going to go outside. I'm gonna stand out on the." Uh, you don't remember agreeing for all of us to stay in one place? I remember that, but I remember that, but circumstances Eldridge, have changed. Eldridge, we're, we're, we're so close. We're so close to our goal. I continue to stare at Frank. Um, Frank, can I ask you some questions? Yeah. Tell me about what happened in Milan. Oh, man. Did I ever tell you that I have a bad memory? Hmm. And I kind of groan at that. We've all been through so much. Hmm. <laughs> I really do apologize. No, I, know, no. I remember us having a discussion. I remember it was meaningful. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking oh, about give me give me the description of what happened in Milan. Oh. What happened in Milan? All right, let me see if I can figure that out real quick. Mastriani. Okay, that was Katarina. Katarina. It's Katarina. Yes, Katarina, the the uh, opera singer. What happened with the opera singer, Frank? I don't fully know. She, her, for lack of a better word, her lungs and her vocal cords were swapped. But I don't really know what happened to her after we left. And I continue to glare uh, at Frank, and I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to say, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go and stand out in the cold, because I am warm. And I continue to kind of glare at Frank, and I'm going to walk out. Wait, wait, are we moving? I am. I'm, I'm leaving. Oh, no, I mean, I thought the train had left. Yes, the train is moving. I'm not going to jump off unexpectedly. Don't worry about that. 
Well, it is possible for him to go all the way to the back end of the train and there's like a little platform outside. Sometimes people smoke out there, but it's far too cold for that. Which is why where I will be going. Hmm. I'm going to follow him. Okay. I'm going to, and I'll, you know, I'll pack my pipe as I'm following him. By all means. And, uh, and, and you can come with me. I've got my, my medical tool with me, by the way. <laughs> um, all right, Tom, so we're going to move to the... Uh, I, as soon as we exit the room, I'm going to put my hand out and press it up against you. Dawkins, I'm going to stop you. I look down at your hand and I look up at you. I'm going to say, why don't you stay in the room? All right? Because I think that we all need to have a counting of where we're at at all times. I can handle myself, thank you. And I say this in the most biting tongue possible. What's the password? The password is meatball subs, unless it was changed without my knowledge. <laughs> what now, was your brother's what was your brother's name, by the way? I don't have a brother. Was it only, I re, uh, I remember you telling me a story about your family. I have a mother and I have a I had a mother and I had a father. If they'd like me to recant the entire story to you, they died and when my uncle died, I didn't know him. He gave me schematics that he had created. Wait, wait, wait. Um, okay, okay, okay. You're, um, you're him. I'm him. All right. I then say, you three stay here. I'm going to go alone. And if I see any of you following behind me, except for gonna, her. What are you going to do? Jump off the train? Maybe. Except for her. I point to Dr. Elizabeth. For now. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you back your biting look, and I'll, I'll say, and I'll actually point at your chest, and I'll say, remember, we still have unfinished business to attend to. I know. Once it's done, whatever you decide to do with your, your life, that is up to you, but we still have unfinished business. Let's finish this business up. Don't worry. I'm not going anywhere, but that's exactly why I'm separating myself from you people. Because we have unfinished business, and if someone needs to finish it, it's going to be me. I'm not. I'm not going to take a knife in the back, and I leave. Just to clarify, though, did he just give me leave to follow him? Yes, he did. For now. Oh yeah, we were literally in the I was we were literally in the doorway of the room. Oh, okay. Well, I mean I'll go and follow him, but I'd appreciate if you kept an eye on me while I was doing that. Yep. Because I I I don't I don't want to be murdered. And I don't trust Dawkins, so I'm gonna keep an eye on him, keep an eye on you. Yes. I don't trust you right now because you're you're seeing demarcation of labor. That's that's the key to success. 
I do know this does not sound like the Eldridge from yesterday. Sure doesn't. But I'll this sound, we're, this we're sounds not... rum to me. Is Tom? Because mm -hmm. I'm going. To, I'm going to the back of the train. Um, and with this information, uh, I'd like to talk to Doctor Keith alone. Well, don't tell me. You got to discuss it with them. <laughs> I'd like to talk to Dr. Keith alone. Um, would you now? I would. Well, How would you like to do it? Um, let, let, us, let, us, let us talk in the lounge. I don't want to talk in the lounge. We're going to talk in the very, very back of the, of the train. And it's going to be you and me and no one else. But I need to know so that the others don't hear because I have information. I'm uh, going... Uh, I, will I will go say, along with him then. I, I'll uh, say this. Aside, I shall be taking my pistol, he says. <laughs> Sotte voce. Um, she yeah, says. Yeah. I, I, I will say that Frank and I can stand outside the door of the back car. Um... And I mean, gameplay-wise, well, if you guys are going to discuss something private, we take off our, our headsets so that we don't hear. Perfect. The only time, the only time I will say that we will hear something is if a Doctor Elizabeth screams. Sure, we'll say that. Well, okay. what, uh, the question I, God, I, will, I will if I have to. The question I would have is, Dawkins and Frank, are you letting Eldridge know that you're going to be? outside the door or are you going to sneak no. down there once they leave i will say because of what uh, with uh what what eldridge said to me i'm not going to let him know that we're going to be on the outside of the door i'm not going to have my ear pressed up to the door but i will say we'll give them privacy but we're standing outside the door so we're right there if if she needs us all right Okay. And if are we taking off our headsets for this part? That's up to Eldridge if he thinks. I am muted. Yes, please. All right. Okay. So we'll assume you walk. We'll assume you walk down there and now. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. They've gone outside and you guys are inside. Okay. So please take off your your headphones. I'm gonna listen. Yes, listen. <laughs> uh, and chime in if you if you wish. Dr. Elizabeth. <clears throat> yes. I I think something is wrong with either Frank or Dawkins. I don't feel safe in the room. What makes you say that? There's I have a feeling this 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 Feeling. I woke up and I felt this. Okay. Now something I something I didn't share with you when we were inside the temple was that that spirit that was floating around. Do you remember it? I I, I remember an occurrence. Yes. It said something to me. And would you like me to tell you who that person was? Please do. It was Rupert. 
Rupert's Rupert's Rupert is with us, and somehow he's been communicating with me. He was he was there. He was. I had dreams about him. He was he was he was in the temple. And and now I feel like he's telling me this feeling. Now, I'm going to tell you this because I got this feeling. But I've been thinking. I've been doing some thinking, Doctor Elizabeth. And isn't it suspicious that Dawkins wants us all in the same room? Well, I mean, I, surely, surely you can see his point, though. That, that I can um, see his if, point. If we're all in the same place. It it. it it effectively makes us um, safer from outside forces. I I agree, but it sounds sounds in theory like a, like a like the smart thing to do. At the same time, someone knows. Think of it like this: someone has been hearing all this information that we've been saying. It, it, it was it was. Groaning, it was it was all this stuff, and Groaning's now dead. You know, uh, 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 it, it, it's things that we know that no one else seems to. And now, Dawkins is leading the charge to have us not investigate. He wants us in. One room. He wants us to, to, to not investigate, to not look into anything. But yet, when I shared the information about Gronig, I wake up and all of a sudden Gronig's dead. And I don't think it was the husband that killed him. It's certainly a worrisome development. I can trust you, but I have a feeling about I have a feeling about Frank, and I have a very, very strong feeling about Dawkins, and I have a feeling it's Rupert, and I have a feeling that Dawkins' change in demeanor is because of the knife. Remember that the knife is connected to all of this in some way. I think that well, I would, I, would I would certainly agree that I, I, I think it's becoming um, an issue. Something that he's, it's something he's clinging to. It, it, he can't go anywhere without it. He's using it all the time. But my main yes, thing, I, I, I don't necessarily see how that how that then indicates that that he's in some way being manipulated. I'm not saying he's him. being. I'm not saying he's being manipulated, but. I'm telling you that I have a strange feeling, and it's Frank and Dawkins, Dawkins mainly, and I'm just telling you this. I'm not saying that we have to act on it. I'm not saying that you act on it and, or I'll act on it. I'm just telling you that I don't feel safe. I feel safer out in the open at the back of the train than I do in that room because of this feeling. I think that you, you should. Sure, this is not just born. This is not born out of stress. I mean, we we've all been through a great deal together. I, no, I, it's it's almost like someone told me this directly through 
some kind of messenger. <coughs> like a like a like a telegram. I'm telling you that these feelings are very real. And I'm telling you that Rupert is here with us and he is trying to help us. May I make a suggestion? Hmm. Have you considered at any point that these messages you're receiving ostensibly from, from, from Rupert might be Macriart manipulating you? But why then would the spirit have helped us in the temple? That was Rupert. The spirit that, 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 that showed up scaring all the people out, that was Rupert. He, re he removed the robe, and I was the only one that saw. It was his face. It was his body. He's here with us. I don't think that Makriyat would have helped us out. I'm, I'm just, I'm telling you this because I trust you the most. I think that you should go back in there, and I think you should talk to them, and I think that you should gather your own opinions, but I'm telling you mine. And that is, I am going to stay out here. And and what if what if the simulacrum, Doctor Elizabeth? Well, we don't know what it does. What if it can manipulate us? What if we're doing things not because we want to, but because it's just happening. You say that I just got up and I tried to walk off the train. I don't think that any of us are safe. But I'm telling you this now. I'm staying here. because, And I'm telling you this because I trust you. I don't think that you've been influenced in any way. Maybe it's our direct contact with the simulacrum for, for longer than you. Or maybe it's because he knows that the three of us are, are the, are, were there from the start. And he's just influencing... He, he, he's influencing Dawkins majorly because of his magical whatever with the knife. His connection. Like a conduit. I'm not telling you that we need to act on this. I'm not telling you that I'm, I'm going to, to, to go and kill someone. I'm not going to... Uh, but I don't feel safe. I... In, in the spirit of candor, I feel that I should tell you that I have had my own suspicions about you now, bear with me for a moment. I lean against the pole. What if you're correct? What if we've all had contact with the simulacrum? And because of that, we're somehow linked to it and are able to be manipulated by the current possessor, Macria. 
But now, the... if, if that if that were the case, how better to cover his tracks than to cause us all to suspect each other? To, to inculcate a sense of, 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 of paranoia and suspicion amongst us? I'm just saying what I feel. And then I, and once again, you may be right, but it, it, it ties back together with, with what I was saying. We're not even safe with each other. And I think that you should look deeply at Dawkins. But I can stand it. You're probably frozen right now. We're, it's 70 mile winds. We're out here in the, in the cold. I can stay out here as long as I'd like. No one's going to come out here. But you three can't stay out here with me. You're, you'll freeze. I'm safe. It's you I'm worrying about. I don't know about Frank, and I definitely don't know about Dawkins. With that, I think that you should go back in there, because they've been sitting patiently waiting. Yes, I shall... Um... I shall go and interview them. Don't interview them. Just talk to them. Okay? You don't want them to know about my suspicions. I'm just afraid I'm going to get a knife in the back, and you know which knife I'm talking about. All right. I'll wait out here. Very good. In that case, I shall return. So I take the Gatling gun. <laughs> As you guys are standing there, Dr. Elizabeth comes back inside. Wayne, I can't see if you're back. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah. So Dr. Dr. Elizabeth, what do you do? You you've just stepped back in the door. Uh Eldridge is staying outside. Um, well I, I shall seek out the, the other two. They're right inside, outside the door. Uh, right inside the door, actually. Gentlemen. I have a question. And strange sort of bird outside hooting or something. Um, Oh, bloody thing, go away. Um, I, I, I have a question. And, and given the, um, the experiences we've shared together, the, uh, the threats and the perils that we've faced, I would very much appreciate your honesty and your candor I'm wondering whether we are perhaps being manipulated. Again? Well, yes. You see, our, our friend Mr. Volkov appears to believe that, 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 that one of you may be Makriot. 
I had begun harboring the suspicion that Mr. Volkov might be Macriat. Yeah. I'm wondering whether you two gentlemen have also been experiencing similar um, suspicions. Uh, one of the reasons why I followed Eldridge out was to <clears throat> make sure that either one, he wasn't, or either two, that Macriot wouldn't try to kill him and take him over. Um, but I asked him a few questions. Seems like he is who he says he is. Um, I even tried to trick him up a bit. Um, but yeah, it seems like he, uh, he is who he says he is for the moment. But this whole entire trip has gotten us in a state of paranoia. And the best way to defeat your enemies is to divide and conquer. So, well, you I, see, I'm, as, I'm wondering whether, and this this may sound far fetched, but in, in in light of the experiences that we've shared together, and perhaps less so, we've all had contact with the simulacrum, and Macriot is the current possessor of the simulacrum. You think that he somehow has the power to influence us by using this simulacrum somehow, some way? I mean, yes. The thing here is that we don't know much about it. I mean, I'm not sure if he knows much more than we do. Um, so we don't know exactly how this thing works. Well, he, he, he we, we assume he has access to the, the other scrolls. Right, but the other scrolls basically, because we had what, the head scroll, right? We started mm. off with the head scroll. The head scroll didn't mention anything about mind control or control. Basically, uh, I forget exactly. Frank, you 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 have the notes on that, right? Mm -hmm. I imagine it it it, it was uh, directions on how to put it back together. Well, each each scroll deals with a a, a different topic, doesn't it? Being the thoughts and history of the Sedevkar mentions a way to join the pieces, but it's not in this scroll. Well, he was able to do that. And in the image of the devil, we, I mean, didn't really go too much into the full capacity of this, this, uh, this artifact, but as far as I could tell it didn't have any other powers but to mimic uh another person's uh form if that was the case then Macriot could actually take on the uh personality as well as the memories of whoever he he's copying yeah we have no no idea 
we do know that um, there are little slip-ups here and there. For an example, the thing with uh, bellows, a bellows. That's right. Yep. Forgot about that. I mean, at least we're assuming that. Um, could have been calling bellows by his uh, first ne first name, um, but I guess because he felt that he won, he probably loosened up and resorted to his uh, his superiority complex. But but what? What what would be gained? What would be gained from 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 Macra um, taking on the personality of? It, um, blend, it helps it helps blend in uh, blend in uh, a lot better. I mean, for an example, if he were to take over one of us and he took over our personality, and he had the you know the insight. You know, he he could get away with pretty much anything. He would know the password. He would know the password. He would know, um, you know, our, our passwords. He would know our history. He would know our intricate little secrets, our past, everything. But yet, like you say, it seems as though there are some inconsistencies. So right, he might not know everything. But how, how, I mean, and I mean, if you if you remember, even in the image of the devil, the way that the the knights uh, discovered that that wasn't their captain was his mannerisms, some of the things like that. So it didn't transfer complete knowledge; it just was sort of a superficial uh, change. And yet. Malkriad's been following us this entire journey, so he pretty much does know a lot of our tribal yeah, relations. He knows sort of the surface level stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But for an example, he wouldn't know anything about your family, what your wife's mm -hmm. name is, if you have any children. He wouldn't know about my, my past, mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Well, what... what uh... What made you ask that, uh, Dr. Keith, Elizabeth? Well, I'm just wondering, I mean, on the one hand, I have a, a, a growing suspicion. Quick that... question, sorry. Are you guys all just inside the door of the caboose? I would you go back to your rooms? I imagine we would have uh, walked back to our rooms. Sorry for okay. mentioning that. Okay, good. So, yeah, that message was for everybody to see because I didn't want to just like barge in from the caboose and just be like, I'm here now. <laughs> um, so then, Tom, if, if they've left and I can like see that they've left, yes. uh, I'll go back to my room. Okay. But Dr. Elizabeth was in the middle of a sentence, so go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Well, I was just going to say that that if if we are beginning to suspect that one of our own may have been um, replaced by Macria, um that serves no purpose other than divide to divide us. I, I, either of the four of us would would be of no use as an identity to Macria 
unless he planned to get to London, kill someone else, and assume their identity in order to in order to get on with his his plans. Also, um, in taking on our form, given that we are all essentially on a death sentence as a result of our exposure to the simulacrum unless we get to London would there not be some sort of surely there'd be some sort of um, uh, magical ramifications of something like that you couldn't just possess someone who was tainted by magic in in that way with, with without some sort it must do something I mean I, I don't understand how these things work but surely there must be some well, these things haven't been tested. Um, we're, we're treading on new ground here, so um, I can't say for sure. Um, but if, if we know, if we know, sorry. No, I was just saying it would make a, a it would make sense. But again, we don't know. We don't know the power of this thing. It could not affect them at all. Again, I don't think that would be a smart thing to do. The fact that he's going around doing all this killing doesn't make much sense to me either. The best thing for him to do is to stay quiet. And if he knows that we're here, keeping quiet and keeping secluded would have been the best thing for him because we would have never been able to spot him. If I were in Macriot's shoes, And I had the opportunity to take on the identity of someone in this carriage with the aim of infiltrating the, the royal household. Then I would choose Sir Robert Harrow. Mm -hmm. He's a politician, but he's not. Um, or what about that? But he's, uh, he's a minor politician. Wasn't there a uh, duchess or countess of some sort? It was the Spanish aristocrats. Right, right. She, she's left. She left the train. But that would have been the perfect uh, disguise for him. Assuming, he could, assuming he could take on uh, different genders, which I don't see why not. It's funny because we've now all three of us come to different conclusions to who would be the best. Because I would say Elena, part of the Secret Service. That would make sense too. Ah, but does he know that she's part of the Secret Service? Yeah, well, we don't know that for sure, but. And is she. Came really, right out and told us. <laughs> yeah, but is she really part of the Secret Service? That's, the, that's another question. Um, the fact that, you know, she could have, you know, he could have killed her, took over her body and got in close with us. And he's pointing us in the different directions. We trust her now. I mean, I don't trust her, but you guys seem to trust her. Well, I, I keeping I your enemies closer, you know. There is also another another. Um another option we might consider at this point we we must be aware of the fact that as time ticks away and the effects of 
exposures to the simulacrum um, start to manifest uh, in, 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 in physical and mental symptoms, um, our thought processes will become flawed. We are supposedly going to become more animalistic. This, this, this could, our, our, um, our situation, our, our, our suspicions about each other, could simply be a result of that process. Which makes me worry. What, what, what sort of state we'll be in by the time we we get to London? Well, the question is, have any of you two felt? I mean, we're we're all paranoid, but that's. It's, it's it's a logical uh, state of of of, uh, of an emotional being because we don't know who to trust. But none of us have openly or actively tried to attack one another or anyone else. As a matter of fact, we've been really trying to preserve as much life as we can on this train. We seem to be acting as though we, we have all the time in the world just to, to, to find out what's going on. The, the, the clock is ticking. We It is. We can't necessarily afford to wait until London and, and we don't know what state we'll be in by the time we reach London. Uh, I'm sort of of the mind right now that there are still so many unknowns that we can speculate until we're blue in the face and we're still not going to get any closer to figuring it out. I agree. We need to become more proactive. And, and from what I guess has been told to us, we still don't even know if that's true, but some of us have been experiencing some, some weird symptoms. Is that there are, the only thing we do know is we have to get these other scrolls before he gets them. Hmm. I know I'm certainly feeling quite run down. Because if we get the scrolls, then he, I mean, he knows where they're at. He has people that he can depend on that can uh, deliver them to him if he needs be. I mean, he's got such an upper hand against the four of us that. I mean, I, I don't, I guess what I'm saying is I don't really know what to do because I don't think there is a right answer. Um, Frank, why don't you do a say, uh, an idea roll? I'll give you an idea roll at this point. And, and I'm not really suggesting that we just give up and just lay down. But at the same time, yes, pass, regular pass. Okay. It just seems you're absolutely right. I and mean, there's no way you can know any of this for sure. Yeah. Um, so you should hedge your bets you should uh the the best course of action was to would be to keep each other in view because if macriot if one of you is macriot and he acts he can't get all of you this is true if you're all right there it's only when you're alone that you're probably vulnerable. And if he is one of you and he's with you, then he can't do anything either. 
Speaking of which, where's Eldridge? He's well, um, out on the... Uh... Yeah, that's what you guys still think. Yes, he's, he's out on the, um, the mongoose. Whatever it's called. Um, Caboose. Kabuki. Um, ring deer. If, um, and I think Moon's trying to log <laughs> back in, so I'm stalling, but, oh. um, if, uh, if you were out there alone with him on the back of a train, it seems to me that where Maku at, that would be the perfect opportunity to get rid of one of us. Yes, yes, as, as it is. There he, he for a just... while. Did everything go okay? Um, he's as paranoid as the rest of us. Yeah, which makes sense. I mean, I, I, I'm wondering if that's actually Makriot's end game. You know, Makriot kills off several of the people around us. And we all then become extremely paranoid. We accept we don't trust each other, so he wins. Well, what if he jumped from? Well, if he if he we know he was Emil, then he killed someone else and took on their identity. Now, what if he took on the identity of one person and then knowing that we now knew that he was on the train and impersonating other people, he took to killing those people just to, to, to leave red herrings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that we would think they had been him I have to say, my money's still on Harrow. I notice he's stopped. Um, seems to have stopped bothering uh, Elena. Where is Harrow? Has anyone seen Harrow recently? I've not. I don't think I've talked to him at all on this whole trip. Last you saw him, he was probably in the breakfast area. We should move on, though. We'll say that, that noon comes and Venice comes and goes. So you're now heading towards Milan. But nothing's happened. Does anyone not show up in the, in the car for lunch? Um, other than the people who you know are missing? Uh, no, everybody shows up. I do not come. Okay, Eldridge doesn't come. Um, Tom, can I ask when, uh, correct me if I'm getting the names wrong, Henry, Matthew. The Count and Countess de Busey. He was the one that killed Gronig, right? Yes. So then what happened to his wife? Did they arrest him? Did she stay with him? She stayed with him. Okay, so neither of those two are on the train. Correct. As is Gronig. 
suspect cold pool gets smaller and smaller. So Robert Harrow, Elena, Amu, Margrave, and Nakamura. One, two, three, four, five suspects. And of course, the four of us. Mm-hmm. Well, Harrow or Margrave would be my two most likely. Um, what do we know about Margrave? Did, has anyone actually sort of spoken to him, or did anyone get any information on on him from um, from Jack? I think. Um... Eldritch was the only one that talked to him, I think. I think I was there at the time. Um, you haven't seen Margrave for a while. Uh, Frank, you remember you went to his... That's right, that was the last episode. I went to check on his cabin and he was missing. Aha. Uh-huh. He shares a cabin with... Um... Nobody. Nobody. A cabin on his own. He was supposedly sleeping with Margarita. A cabin, and then she left. Cabin on his own. Now he's kind of disappeared from sight, and people are getting bummed. I mean, he's looking likelier. With that, I'd like to knock on the door. Um, whose room are we in? Uh, it would either be yours or Dr. Dawkins and I are in the same room, so yours or ours. Probably. I ours. think you guys are in theirs because Elena is in. Uh... Yeah. Elizabeth's room. Okay. I just wonder, uh, because if it's, if it's not my room, I'm not going to invite someone in in someone else's room. That would be very rude. <laughs> I immediately take my gun out. Okay. It's Eldridge. I slowly put my gun away. I kind of hold up my hand, and I, and I say, I wouldn't be so ready to do that, Frank. I enter it, and I close the door. I say, I've done some thinking, and I'm clearly a little disheveled. I've done some thinking. In my head, one of you, Makriat, because I won't tell you what I told Elizabeth, but I'm, I have a feeling. If one of you is Macriot, and two of you aren't, and I know that I'm not, that's three against one in one room. Which means I'm not letting any of you out of my sight. Right, sit down right on the, the bed. Well, I think that's a very good idea. That was the initial point of all of us sticking together. Yet was it? Walk off. Yet you wanted to walk off. 
and I kind of look at you. And I, I say, look back you, at you. you have the knife on hand? Of course I do. Right of course here. you do. And I and I nod and I look over at Elizabeth and say, What have you been discussing? Well, we have once again been discussing our suspicions as to who Macriot might be. Let's not rehash the whole thing. <laughs> well, well, to put, to put my two cents into the mix, um, Haro and Nakamura are the two leads. They've always been the two leads because they have rooms to themselves. That's, that's my two cents, and that's always been my two cents is that they had rooms to themselves at the beginning of the trip, and they're the, the only ones that really haven't been picked off. People who are getting picked off are people that aren't alone in their rooms. Can I interject something? Yes. I'm probably I probably messed up a name. No, you got the names right. Oh, okay, good. But now that Gronig is dead, Amumu Haddad has his own room. That's true. And is this perhaps just some strange tradition on the Orient Express whereby people murder their roommates in order to get a single room? Yes. Because ever since Ag Agatha Christie. Yeah. Just, just so that they can sleep alone and get a good night's rest. Oh, this is all going to turn out to be just a murder mystery weekend trip or something that we've accidentally got on board with. <laughs> We're going to arrive at Kalash and... Everyone's going to reappear and a man with yeah, and a man with an ill-fitting fake mustache is going to come and say, "Oh, ladies and gentlemen, who do you think the murderer is?" <laughs> Now's the time we have uh, victims and uh, potential killers. <laughs> that was a great impersonation of Dame Hildebrand. <laughs> and then we go, "What?" Everybody did it. <laughs> uh, it was so, the salmon moose. <laughs> so, but I didn't eat the salmon moose. <laughs> on that note, what are we doing? We can't all leave. We can't. Well, we can't leave individually. We all have to be together. Well, so to, to speed it along, uh, either you guys stay together in your cabin, or you go together and stay in that lounge. And if you're in the lounge, you can actually keep an eye on other people too. Let's go out to the lounge. I think that's a good idea. I would, I would feel a little safer um, knowing that we're all in one place. Um, and I doubt where, that where the brandy. I, I, I doubt that the killer will try to murder anyone in front of all these witnesses. Particularly if it's a lone killer. Did you say brandy? Well, I, I said brandy. I meant cognac. Best I've, idea I've heard so far. All right. So you guys are back in the lounge. At 6.30, you arrive in Milan. Um, uh, there are a lot of people who are upset because the train's late. Um People get on, people get off, uh, people mill around for a bit, and uh, but they're 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 shortening their stay in Milan so that they can get going. 
uh, but you're still quite a ways off schedule. Um, the next part of your journey after Milan, uh, you start heading up into the Alps. And I, I'm telling you this before it happens. You already know this, but you'll be heading up into the Alps and you will be heading for the, the Simplon Tunnel, which you went through before on the way down. It wasn't that, that big of a deal, but uh, I'll just mention that it is a 12 and a half mile long tunnel. So it seems like once you go into it, you're in there forever. I, uh, I did some calculations. The average speed of the uh, Orient Express at this time is only about 38 to 40 miles an hour. That's, that's its top speed. Um, and when you start going up the mountain, it slows down considerably. So this is the long, slow thing. Your next stop will be Lausanne. Okay. Lovely place. So you're all in the lounge. Um, The train leaves, starts heading towards Lausanne. The sun's gone down. The sky is dark gray. Uh, The light is going. And you begin the ascent up into the Alps. The track goes from being flat to slowly going up and curving around the mountains, heading for the tunnel, which you'll probably get to in the next half hour or so. It'll then take uh, uh, quite a while to get through the tunnel. Um, Who's sitting next to the window facing the front of the train? Uh, well, well, I generally, I like to face forwards, as I've mentioned before. Okay. So, Dr. Elizabeth, do, do a spot hidden. Oh, is a pass. Okay. 19. The train is, is on an incline. It's going up towards, uh, up, up the mountain. And... As you're sitting there, it's it's curving, so it's one of the one of the times that you can actually look out the window, and you can see the front of the train, the engine. And as you're looking, you notice someone comes out of a window up ahead in the train, way up in the front. They come out of a window and climb up onto the roof of the train and start heading towards the engine. You then see four other people climb out of their windows and up onto the top of the train, and they're heading towards the engine. Well, I should draw the attention of the others to it. Look, look, on the roof, look. Uh, if you look, you all, you all see them. They're shadowy because it's, it's getting dark. Um, now I should explain here. I can show you that, uh, there is no way to get to the engine except on the outside of the train. So here's the foregone. You would go through this door. Normally you'd go through this door and there's just no way to get to the engine. You'd have to climb up and over the the coal 
uh, uh, car uh, to get to this spot here, which is where the engineer would be. Okay. Uh, but these people seem to be going to the engine. They're climbing over things. Uh, they're now climbing over the coal car and going that direction. And uh, as you are looking out the window, to your horror, you see somebody get tossed out of the engine and land on the rocks, rocks next to the, the train. And a few seconds later, the body goes by, and you can see it's one of the, uh, the engineers. We have to do something. And then, go ahead. Oh, I'm immediately going to stand up. Okay. And then you start to see a glowing light up towards the front of the train. It, it's almost like there's a light source, a bluish light source that suddenly is getting brighter around the engine. And the train suddenly lurches forward. Um, people who are holding, you know, waiters who are holding trays stumble. Uh, the waiting staff all look really surprised that something happened, and you can feel the train suddenly lurching forward and picking up speed as it's heading towards that tunnel. Um, is is the chef to train in 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 sight? Um. Or a conductor? Yeah, there's a conductor. The chef de train I, will, I will grab the conductor firmly by its sleeve and pull him towards me and say, and pointing towards the, the, the front, I, I will say, uh, I, I've just seen the most awful thing. Anarchists. Anarchists have taken control of the train. I saw them climbing over the roof into the, the engine they, 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 they threw out one of the engineers. They've taken the train. God knows what they intend to do with us. We must act. You must act quickly, man. Quickly. So he, he looks out the train, and he sees the, the glow, and he thinks, my God, fire. And uh, he immediately goes away to alert somebody. <clears throat> um, I'm going to look to the group and say... We need to act now. Yes, I agree. Absolutely. I, Tom, I'm going to ask you this, uh, this question because I know that I can physically do it, but I'm going to see if it's possible. Can I get up on top of the train and, and run there? The cold doesn't, won't bother me. And I don't want to have to buy, talk to people to buy, bypass the foregone. I want to get there now. Um. Yeah, it would be actually fairly easy to climb up onto the roof of the train. Even if you go out of a window, it would be a little tricky, but you could probably do it. If you go out where the, the normal door is, there's like a ladder there going up onto the roof. Well, I'm going to look to the group and I'm going to say, I'm going to head there from the roof directly there. I can withstand the cold. We're up to, what, 50 miles an hour at this point, probably? It's yeah. it's building up speed, yeah, so, slowly but surely. And so, there's a few times that the train suddenly lurches and picks up speed. So uh, the wind isn't going to bother me. The wind and the cold isn't going to bother me. So I'll go up there. 
I don't know about you guys. Are you armed? I, I don't need to be armed. I've got my fists. I've got a 70 in brawl. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll start heading towards the, to, towards the engine or towards the front and um, try to do the same thing. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to be as brazen as he is, but yeah, when we, we, we get towards the front, I'll, you know, climb over the coals and we're going to head towards the, the, the uh, locomotive okay. base. Frank. What does what does everybody else seem to do, by the way, uh, before before we go Frank? Um, um, people are upset because they don't understand why the train is lurching forward. Does anybody? I'll, I'll do a quick scan across the room. Does anybody seem sort of like they've been expecting this sort of thing have to, to happen? No, no. Okay. Is Harrow in the uh, in the lounge? No, not everybody's in the lounge. You don't see Harrow. Okay. Well, you don't I'm see. Also, uh, you don't I'm see. Also I'm heading to, to the to foregone. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, if you're going through the train, when you get to the foregone, the guards don't want to let you pass because you're not supposed to be in the foregone. Well, we um, haven't got time for this. Look, there are yeah. bloody anarchists have taken control oh, of the train. If we don't exactly. do something now, we're all going to die. Um, get well, up there. If you're if you're all going to push through, then they can't really stop you. They're not going to hit you or anything like that. Okay. They're not really. I, Eldridge, are, is that what you're doing as well, or did you go out the well, window? Well, I'm, 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 I'm going to grab one of the guards and say, "Look, have, have you got any? Are there any firearms <laughs> on this train? Are you outfitted with tri firearms for an emergency? If so, go and fetch them and come with us." Are are these guys prepared for for something like this? Like uh, like if if an anarchist or somebody not really to, no. They're mostly then, just young people that run a train. I oh, will say that maybe yeah, maybe after this incident, you guys need to step up the security of this. Are you going to give them a lecture while this is going on? <laughs> and another thing. Uh, to answer your question, was cold. All right. So to, answer, to answer your question, yeah, that conversation is seconds wasted. So I've, I've climbed up the ladder and I'm booking it. Okay, so you've climbed up the ladder. Um, uh, it's fair, I'm not even going to make you do a climb roll because there's things on there to climb. So yeah. uh, very quickly you get up onto the train and you can see, um, in fact, that there are at least two people standing on the coal car at the far end next to the the uh the train and they have their hands raised like this and uh they seem to be sort of swaying back and forth um the other three may be on the on the tr the engine itself but you can see this strange light sort of playing over the metal on the on the train car, like uh, like Saint Elmo's fire, you know, running along the uh, edges and stuff like that. Um, but you've still got like two or three cars to go to get to the to where you're actually. Do I see yeah. any weapons in their hands? No, they don't seem to be. They seem to be chanting something. 
that's good. It means that when I run up behind them, I can jump and grab, tackle them off of the coal car and slam them into the metal of the end of the uh, engine compartment. Okay. Um, so you're running. Uh, the rest of you are, are, are making your way through the foregone and you've come to the ladder. Um, but I'll get to you in a second because Eldridge is, we'll probably get there first. Um, Eldridge, you are on the last car before you get to the coal, the coal bin. And what you are seeing is the engine. It's transforming. It's, it's becoming fleshy. It's pipes that are on it are suddenly breaking loose and becoming tentacles. And the closest thing that you can think of that it reminds you of is Mimi from back in the dream lands on the dream train. It's becoming a creature, a bloated, strange thing covered with eyes and billowing smoke. And as you're watching and you're seeing them doing this ritual, the whole thing is beginning to transform. And as it does, the train just lurches forward uh, at, at a, a big speed. So I need you to do a, 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 the hell, dex. a dex roll to see if you fall. And you'd fall backwards right back onto the train. Not a problem. 41 out of 70. Okay. You almost fall as, as the train lurches forward. Everybody else, you feel the train lurch, but it makes you hesitate for a second. You also realize that the coal car itself would give you a lot of cover if you wanted to shoot at them. Um, you look down and you see the others have reached the ladder and they're climbing up to where you are. Um, how far are the two cultists on the, the coal? They're on the they're on the far end of the car, so they're right on the edge where the coal ends, and then it drops down to where the the engine part is. All right. Um, well, I'm, I guess I'm going to jump from my car to the coal car. Okay. You run, guys see him jump right over you. Run and tackle both of them, and boom, down into the uh, engine car. Stop okay. the ritual at the very least. All right. Um, that's where we'll end it. Oh, God. Just before that happens. I was going to say, too, at this point, as all this is happening, Frank just happens to show up because you guys all took off running towards the front, and Frank stayed back and finished his cognac. <laughs> and I was... Why not? Yeah, and whatever you guys left in your agenda. <laughs> I mean... Why waste it? All right. Our players included Thomas McKeon, Mick Swan, Jeff Wilkins, and Wayne Worthy with myself as the Keeper of the Secrets. We're currently producing four shows a week with music and sound effects added in post-production in order to create a richer listener experience. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. Um, I should mention also uh, that earlier this week I, I sent out a video asking for help. Uh, one of our patrons, also a player, Ken Trench has upped his contribution from three to five dollars. Thanks, Ken. Thank you, Ken. Ken's, Thanks, Ken. Ken's, Ken's been creating these amazing recaps for uh, the Secret of Cast and Agro. So 
check that out. Uh, if you'd like to become a patron, visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar or two a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and punch that bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We love hearing from you. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.